0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Revive Podcast. I'm Carrie, Pastor of Connection and Discipleship here at Neighborhood Church. Thank you for joining us. Each week, we create and curate resources to help people thrive in Christ, and it's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. I'm joined again here today by Pastor Mike. Welcome back,
1: Mike. Hey, it's good to be here.
0: Awesome. Pastor Mike McKay, I should say, because last episode, we had two Pastor Mikes at the same time. It was a little confusing. But uh, thanks, Pastor Mike McKay, for joining us. And also, uh, it's been a while, but it's fun to welcome back Pastor Ron, Ron Jackson. Thank you for joining us, Ron. Thank you. Delighted to be asked. I love being here. Yeah, man, good good being back together. We just it went is. through a power outage here in Cyprus, and so we're hoping that this uh, recording works out and that the lights don't suddenly turn off on us. But <laughs> if you're out there and you're uh, you're sitting in a dark home in a dark house and you have no power and no AC, well, we will say a prayer for you, but we also, we would love you to pause this podcast if you're listening on your battery-enabled device uh, and listen to Psalm uh, 104 or read it rather. You know what? You could even do the time-honored tradition of the good old-fashioned way of walking over to a bookshelf and picking up a paper Bible and reading Psalm 104, you don't need the power for that. You don't need electricity for that. So read yeah. Psalm 104 along with us, and then you'll know where we're diving into uh, today. Um, Psalm 104 verses one through thirty-five. It's the whole chapter, and then you can press play again on the podcast here, and we'll dive into our discussion. So
1: yeah, and t- and and Carrie, let me just mention you have also put up on the Revive Podcast a great YouTube video of someone reading through Psalm 104 which is inspiring and encouraging. And if you want to just do that, use that. It's really, really a a blessing just to sit and listen, look at the pictures because they match what they're talking about. And it will be a a great uh, visual delight. And also a wonderful person. I think it was the British accent is reading that. So it's always wonderful to see, wonderful to uh, listen to. (laughs) It is, it is.
0: Cheerio. It's such a delight. (laughs) <laughs> we pretty much anything read in British accent sounds smarter. So yeah, I, I would give it a two thumbs up as well. Yeah. Thanks for, for remembering that Mike. I, yeah. If you do have the internet, <laughs> it's fun to watch that because it's got all these beautiful sceneries that are being described in Psalm 104. So yeah, let that be a resource to you again on our revive webpage. Um, yeah. Um, you know, Psalm 104 is uh, kind of in this book four of Psalms. We've talked about the Psalms, the whole book of Psalms being divided into mm-hmm. five different books. So we've been in book four. And uh, Mikey had mentioned something about how not only is this a Psalm in book four, but it's a special group of Psalms in
1: book yeah, four. Yeah, it's it's the last four Psalms have been looked at as concluding Psalms of this book for Psalm 103, 104, 105, and 106. And they they very much mesh together. Actually, if you want to look at it, the last word of, uh, of Psalm 104, some have put it as the first word in Psalm 105. And that's the word praise the Lord, or the actually Hebrew word, hallelujah. And uh, it's, it's, it's there. Now these books were pulled together by uh, early church leaders and uh scholars, uh, they they got all these psalms together and they put them in these five different books uh, each with a theme. And so they weren't written as, okay, I'm writing now book four, you write that psalm, you write that it was a compilation of songs and song and writings and poems and and some are historical, some are more of lament. This coupling in uh, book four tends to be psalms of praise dealing with, uh, God as King and us uh, understanding that us uh, reveling in that and, and praising God that he is the one in charge. And so Psalm 104 sits in there wonderfully because it takes in to this reality uh, of God's nature, the, the, what God has created and, uh, and I love, that's why I love to go back to Romans 120 when it says for his, that's God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived, clearly seen ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. And that it, we see God in what we've made in Psalm 104, more than any place in scripture pulls out creation and says, wow. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, definitely. That's actually kind of the little uh, mnemonic I used when I preached this Sunday was, um, I just felt that Psalm 104 was a wow kind of a passage. And I kept on saying to the audience, okay, turn to one another and say, you're a person of wow. And God made you (laughs) wow. And it really worked. Um, Like you said, 104 and 105 go so close together. I really was struck by how 103 and 104 are so close. I mean, some of the same words, it's almost, how do you divide them up? Because I found uh, 103, celebrating God, uh, the God of circumstance. And 104 was the God of creation. 103, God's tremendous grace you talked about last week. And then 104 was really God's glory. 103, God's mercy. And then uh, 104, God's might. And uh, 103 begins, bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me, bless His name. And then 104 begins, bless the Lord on my soul, or Lord my God, you are very
1: great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah a good word, Ron. That. that was. I love that you said that. You know, wow. It's it, because there is wow. I mean, just yes. look out at nature, and. Uh, wow i mean i have a lot of fruit trees in my backyard and every time i look at them and i just you know these all of a sudden you know what was a flower now all of a sudden boom with a little help from some bees pollinating i ha- I have limes or i have grapes or i have uh, avocados or i have oranges and they just I it just blows me away how God just causes all of this to grow, and mm-hmm. uh, and it, and it makes me be in wow of how God set that all up.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, We had talked previously about you know the idea of nature and seeing how creation points to its creator. Um, I think there was even a as we think back to creation, like Genesis one and two, kind of creation back to the beginning. In the beginning, I guess we should say. Um, there was a there's kind of these days of creation that go forward in the literature of Genesis one that I think you had said were even related somewhat that kind of get brought up in Psalm
1: 104. Yeah, 104 does doesn't follow the creation narrative of, of Genesis one and two exactly. It picks a few of the days, and we're not sure why they chose to admit some of those days and and others, and you can read both of them side by side and see which ones. They omit but i just picture it somebody who like ron was talking about who's just wowed at the creation of god and go oh look, god created this and that for a few things because they were just kind of almost whoa look at it all and excited about god's creation and how it reflected uh some of the um, amazing qualities of god um you know because we i think i mentioned a couple of times creation screams out the splendor of his majesty yeah. and that's really what what uh, what it's talking about here is is it just it just uh, announces and like with a bullhorn sound system, blaring value, uh, greatness of, 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 of our awesome God. I mean, yeah, you just I mean, think, it. just think about the, the solar system and how it all works as we, you know, go around the sun and the tilt of the earth access, all of those things you kind of go, what? Uh, just as God created it, it just in the seasons. And I mean, you could go on and on and on and it's amazing.
2: I know. I, I when I look at this psalm and this Genesis one and two, it's almost as though the psalm writer is picking his favorite little piece of creation, yes, and then in poetry form just elaborates on that. You know, you know, uh, pushes the ground down for the valley and raises the ground up for the mountains, and touches the hills and they smoke. I mean, just that warm, powerful sense of, uh, God puts his hand in the mountain and just, just, just warms and smokes and all that yeah. just mm. great things. Um, and in the midst of all this wonderful creation, um, you see little, uh, parts where man is all a part of it. He's in there. He is tending to do things. He's gathering, uh, he has a job to do. And in the midst of this marvelous creation, in this kind of a Goldilocks kind of a world that God made for us, um, we see man has tasks to do. Mm-hmm. God provided for that. Now, man's not the emphasis. God's power is the emphasis, but man is not forgotten in this psalm. He's there. This magnificent masterpiece was made so God could show us what he had done for us. Right. So, you can mm. see it's like hearing a wonderful uh, musical piece from Beethoven or Vivaldi. We say, just sit and listen. God wants us to listen and rejoice and wait for the great crescendo. And here comes man. Yep. And this wonderful world God made is for us to enjoy and to live in and to have tasks and work to do. Mm-hmm. You know, God wants us to be his, his
1: uh, delighted and happy workers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it's this perfect environment for us yeah. to thrive. And, you know, that's what I, you know, I like to plant and I like to garden. My grandfather did. He gave me the heart of that. And I just, I like to be involved in helping things grow. I don't grow them. God does, but I just, I create the environment and I have a fun story that I tell. I bought one of those little tiny um, aloe vera plants from Ikea, you know, that are about an inch to two inches tall. And I put uh-huh. it on one side of my house. And it grew some, you know, about six inches and stuff like that. And it was kind of beautiful. And then I just, I didn't have room for it there. So I put it around the other side of my house, still in a pot, and it just exploded. And it was the right environment, the right amount of sun, the right amount of this, you know, all of that. And, and that's God put us in the right environment for us to, to thrive and to be our best. You know, yes. we're not a mistake or an accident. It's not that, uh, you know, we, we've been given a, a, a bad hand. God has given us all this wonderful, incredible world to thrive in. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, sure, sin messes it up. And actually, Psalm 104, the last verse, kind of mentions that, talking about sin. And when Adam and Eve blew it, sin entered the world and created a whole lot of problems. So we do have to deal with that. But Jesus gives us a power over that. And uh, and and we're able to kind of even thrive in the midst of a broken world, uh, a, a sin tarnished world, a sin, the corrosiveness of sin affected world, and yet and yet we can still thrive, and, and that's a really beautiful thing. It mm. is, and
2: even when you think about God's creating the world so wonderfully, and man's sin, that sin brought sin upon the earth itself, right? And even this beautiful thing that God painted is groaning. Mm under the sin of man, that so many beautiful things are corrupted, are difficult, or out of control. But we started the process. We began to kind of roll it down the hill the wrong way. Right. But it's going to be redeemed. At the end, it's going to be redeemed, a new heaven, a new earth, and Jesus will reign. And that's
1: the hope we have. And if we think
2: what is beautiful now, Mm -hmm. wait until we see it
1: then. And, you know, I, I know that the environmentalists and the and the uh, tree huggers will be excited about this part. Uh, and not that I'm not that way anyways, because I love nature, but it's, it's. Uh, uh, I've seen you hug th- your tree. The, tr- the truth is, is that, you know, <laughs> God created this and, and we have to do our best to take care of it. And if we can conserve and recycle and uh, use less and, you know, uh, shrink our carbon footprint, maybe we should be doing that. Uh, you know, this is a great planet that God has given us. And. It, it's our responsibility you know uh we're to go into to work the fields to to be involved and in, and and oversee the world and we can you know ron you're mentioning we can mess it up and sin yeah we do we, and when we neglect um uh, conservation we neglect uh doing our part um and trashing the world um i don't i mean what there's so much beauty out there. Why don't we do our best to create the right environment so that there's stuff left for those who come behind us and make this thing last and bring out the beauty of it. Yeah. It needs to
0: last for our children and our grandchildren. Yes. Yeah, I sure hope so. I mean, I think of my, my grandpa started going to a Yosemite national park and he started bringing his kids in a camper. And then one of those kids, my dad grew up and started bringing me, and now we've uh, wanted to bring our kids there too so just generations of generations going to yosemite for these family reunion oh, yeah. camping trips and just i just loved it growing up there and just thinking this is a sacred place um it's yeah. so beautiful there and i have at least cherished family memories in there now too so yeah. i don't know if you guys have seen the like ken burns made a national parks documentary mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about the the history of the national parks in the united states and um, it kind of helped watching it there's just so many scenics in it that are just really beautiful that it's so fun just for that but you also get to hear from a lot of people who are reflecting on the national parks and nature in general and there's kind of some that, that you don't you don't want to swing too far to where you don't care about nature and the created world at all and you just pollute it and destroy it but then you also don't want to swing too far to the other spectrum where you're worshiping nature where yeah. nature becomes an idol. And I think there's this great golden, mean this perfect balance point in the middle where we can preserve these places like Yosemite National Park and continue going there and really love it each year, but but worship the creator for creating it.
1: Right. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's and I mentioned that on Sunday. This is not worship of creation. It's worship of the creator. Exactly. And Psalm 104 just does that in so many Wonderful yeah. ways, just bringing yeah. out the beauty of God in all that he's created. And a lot of it had to do with the systems and cycles that God created. I mean, you know, to say that these came by chance is just, uh, it, 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 the, the likelihood of it is nearly impossible, even with bazillions of years to do it. Uh, it's just, there's never been anything proven that says it does that. Uh, it, 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 it's created by an intelligent designer that we know to be God and then the and the creation narrative is really clear he spoke it into being i love i love colossians yeah. chapter 1 uh when it describes you know jesus and he's and he has he spoke things into being and and he is the great i think it's verse 17 he's a great holder together of everything yeah and um he's the one who really holds and if you really delve into science My my dad was a uh, uh, he was taught mechanical engineering and thermodynamics and and I'm I I have a very more scientific mind and and you know I love science I love uh, you know all kinds of different things getting into atoms and things like that and you know if you really get down to the the nitty gritty of that it it there you can't the the reality of what we see cannot have happened outside of an intelligent designer I mean just even the human body I mean this this intricate design piece of work that you know ron talks about uh, uh in this uh um, uh idea of of putting man in the center of it wow what an incredible uh, uh opportunity this what he called a goldilocks uh yeah. opportunity to come into there and just wow the human body is incredible and and in all of its makeup of that
2: yeah i i even like the fact that we at one point he talks about uh The uh, wine is made for for happiness and oil for our faces. And it's kind of like, you know, it's all there for us to use and to enjoy. Right. Um, uh, just, Just the author just gushes out with just how good God was. When you talked about the cycles and all that, in one of the verses, he talks about how God made the sun to rule the day and the moon. And even certain creatures thrive at nighttime when they hunt. And when the sun comes out, they go in their dens man comes out to work and it's like, it's, it's a plan as a pattern there. And, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful balance.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, and you guys have mentioned part of that balance and those cycles and all these things that point back to a thoughtful designer who created this creation. Um, we've got an article on neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive again, that talks about kind of just the basics about what this idea of, intelligent design is quote unquote. Um, And there's a whole bunch of different kind of subsets, but basically intelligent design is this uh, philosophy that, that there is an intelligent designer that all the creation points to uh, a brilliant mind behind it, a beautiful mind. Um, And so feel free to check out that article as a resource as well. It's just awesome to see how creative and powerful God is, as we look around the natural world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and, it, and when we um, get out in nature, uh, it's very easy for us to kind of focus towards God. I mentioned that I did you know, some sermon research <laughs> by taking my grandkids to the nature center over here in Long Beach, and it was just fun to look at, you know, point things out, and they were discovering things, and very quickly, the conversation went to look at what God did, look at how neat God is, Wow, God made that all work. Look at the, look at how God made the spider to to uh, make this intricate web so it would be able to catch food and 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 those kind of things. And look at how the lizard moves on the ground and how he you know loves to sit in the sun or the turtles that are sunning themselves on the on the little rocks out there. And and you know just they 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 just got it and began to praise God in their way of what God has made. And I think you know one of the best things we can do if we're feeling depressed or down or frustrated or whatever get outside (laughs) go 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 to go to a park and walk around go to a nature center if if you can't find a nature center go to the garden department in home depot john uh (laughs) wyatt mentioned that a couple weeks ago uh and to see the beauty of the flowers god has created i mean look at those things that just intricate, especially like things like uh, uh orchids and stuff like that all uniquely designed you go wow how incredible is that
2: one of my favorite things is in the morning to go out by my pool in the backyard and just look at the water, look at the, the flowers around my pool and just recognize what a great oasis God has provided for us to have. And sometimes I think, uh, you know, my home is probably better than where any pharaoh might have lived with the water and the flowers I have and the, the precious food I get to eat and the closest of friendship and all that. It's just God is so good in, in what he's made for us. And I'm, I'm blessed by that. God has blessed me tremendously in that regard. And,
0: yeah, and there's and I think a think there's really like a, a, a there's a spiritual discipline, um, like a soul training exercise that's gone through the centuries um, called solitude and another one called slowing. And those are really pivotal for getting out, making sure you're slowing yourself down and then getting out into nature by undistracted uh, to, to observe those things. Cause nature's all around. I mean, even, in, even in the middle of an urban, you know, mega city, like the LA basin that we live in, like there's still all these little pockets of nature. Like you guys talked about the home Depot gardening section, but also the, all the parks and, you know, you could go to the beach and just look at the waves. like, we have that privilege to be able to get to the beach so easily here and look at the right. mighty vast ocean. Um, and, and so these are these are practices that people have been doing and exercises to help train their souls to listen and hear to hear from God for centuries. Yeah. So you're kind of joining in a long-standing tradition, uh, a long-standing legacy of Christ followers as you're going out and being among nature.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that you know it's we go to a art gallery to look and enjoy some masterpiece of some master artist. We go to a concert uh, to hear a musician play in such a unique way and, and revel in their music. We, we, we go to uh, uh, some creative expression, whether it's a Disneyland or a theme park or, or just some other creative thing that we go to, we go there to see the artist's expression of what they're doing. And and when you get out in nature, you see God's art gallery. When you watch a sunset, you see his painting in the sky when you go and you sit there in the forest and just like you were saying, uh, Carrie, and this is what brought it to my mind. And you sit there in solitude and you hear the music of the forest. You hear the birds chirping, the the bugs clicking, the, 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 the water's moving. And it's just like a symphony uh, that, that just uh, has you uh takes you up to, to the glory of God and how he created all of this. And you see the, the creative work of man's hands and you, are amazed that God created someone to be able to do those kind of things, and just—I mean—it just keeps pointing back to God, back to God, back to God. And I just—I picture Psalm 104, just going back to that, and and that, and it's it's uh, you know, awesome opportunities to do that.
2: Yeah, I yeah. Think get outside. An outdoor place is is uh, in a forest, like a pine forest, because when the wind blows. If you sit there, you can also almost hear the trees moaning and groaning as they sway with the wind. Um, uh, it's kind of their own special music. Um, and mm. uh, you feel the wind, but you hear the trees responding with their, with their groaning and that um, I don't I don't make that that's God speaking to me, but that that's music to God's ears and to my ears as well. to, to what a privilege I have to sit there and listen to it, to experience it the smells of the forest, the sounds. And on occasion, you see a little creature and you go, that little guy gets to live here all the time. What a blessing for him. And Mm -hmm. the fact that I was sitting still long enough to see him. Because so often we're we're crashing noise of the forest. We don't see creatures. But if you sit and wait, Mm -hmm. they they come out. And they, they gather their food, as the psalm writer says here. And God gives it to them. And uh, they live their life, but it's hard in our day and age right now to get out because we've been kept in for so long and we're all trying to play catch up, you know, doing one or two jobs at a time to to pay back all the the income we lost and uh, maybe even deal with the heartache of all the friends we've lost. But God renews and and God blesses. And we just have to make the time, not wait for it to come to us, but make the time, calendarize it if you need to. And say,
1: Lord,
2: here I am to sit down now and speak to me, speak to my heart and refresh me. Um, and you mentioned the, the great music, Mike. I, I know when I hear some of these great uh, musical renditions, um, it renews my heart. I mean, I get excited when I hear Vivaldi or Beethoven or Mozart. I don't just go, that's nice. My heart actually begins to skip a beat okay. I want to stop. I hate to do anything when the music is playing. I want to sit and listen
1: and go, "Wow, that's outstanding!" Yeah, that that's great, Ron. And I, and I think you know, for me, some of the—I mean, I I like all of it. You know, I I could sit on the beach and uh, and just see God in that, or I go go snorkeling or surfing, or or go up into the mountains, whether it's in the um, uh, summertime and see the pine trees and smell those ponderosa vanilla pines that put off that incredible scent or or be able to go during the winter time when there's the cold hush of a freshly fallen snow uh all of that just it does it 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 just uh has me sing out the very last word of psalm 104 which is hallelujah and i i I just encourage congregation i encourage you to you're listening boy just scream it out Get out on the beach, look at the ocean and yell, hallelujah. Get out in the trees and yell out, hallelujah. In the garden department at, at, at Home Depot or Lowe's, just look at these plants, yell hallelujah and see what kind of crazy looks you get. But it's it's that, you know, the word hallelujah is a boastful, outward expression. I don't care who hears me. I want to scream out that God is so awesome. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Mm. And I think that that's, uh, that is refreshing to the soul And builds in an excitement because look at all that God has made. Yes. Yeah. Incredible.
0: Incredible. Absolutely. My, uh, I I would say my, my favorite outdoor, you know, we're all sharing our favorite outdoor place. I I would say like the, the Sequoia forests uh, in the, in the Sierras here in California, man, there's these massive trees that are, you know, they're like as big as a house around and they're still like 200, 300 feet tall. And just, they're so, so big. And yet, they're they they've lasted for you know some of them are like a thousand years old. The the history these things have seen and lasted through is just amazing. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think just uh, the longevity of those makes me think about just yeah praising God too that God has been here and been so steady through all this time and and still so beautiful in, in the midst of all of it. So so true. Yeah, gosh, so many great places to get out and about. Uh, you guys mentioned the, the beach and all these other cool places to go to. Um, yeah, so we just encourage you guys, go ahead and get outside however you can. And uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Hopefully uh, our next episode when we come out, you can listen to it while you're sitting in a forest or sitting at the beach or in the park or in the gardening section. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ron, for joining in with us here. And special shout out to Bob, our awesome audio tech who edits each of these episodes. And thank you again, audience, for listening to uh, and joining uh, with us here as well. If you found this episode helpful, you can share it with a friend and keep reviving your soul by tuning in week after week with us here in our Neighborhood Church podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. You can learn more about everything we talked about with Psalm 104 and nature and all these other, all the other links that we mentioned find them at neighborhoodchurch.com revive. You can also connect with us in general on Facebook or Instagram or our Neighborhood Church of Cypress Neighborhood Church Los Alamitos YouTube channels. And if you have any questions, you can always write us. Email me, kerry, k-e-r-r-y at neighborhoodchurch.com. We hope you can join us next time. Until then, we pray that God revives your soul.